At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, presented by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of the Charlotte Hornets. It's another off day for the Hornets as Charlotte finally gets a break in the schedule with multiple days off, but the Hornets Hivecast never takes any days off. Sam Farber recently sat down with rookie JT Thor discussing his journey not only to the NBA, but his journey around the United States, as well as the impact he's made for Buzz City this season when he's been called upon. Without further ado, here's Sam Farber and JT Thor. JT, thanks so much for the time today. I appreciate you having me. JT, you're adjusting to life in the NBA. It's not quite the crazy adjustment last year's rookies had to make where there were so many more protocols and so much less opportunity to really get together, get to know each other, have training camps, summer league, those types of things. But what has been the adjustment for you so far getting into the NBA? Uh, the adjustment for me, I would say, is uh, there are a lot more play, a lot more play calls that you got to learn. There are a lot of new terms, terminology that, that you have to learn. Um, as far as the game, but uh, I see that all the challenge that I'm willing to embrace, so it's been pretty fun. You were one of the players that on draft night a lot of fans were really, really excited about in terms of your potential. They, they saw you and thought, this guy could really be a star maybe a couple years down the road. It didn't take a couple of years. You got in the games in a couple weeks, a couple months at most, and were able to have an immediate impact. Your first NBA points, I'll never forget them. I'm sure you won't either. A dunk on top of a former All-Star, Andre Drummond, for an and one play. Take me through that play, that moment, and maybe was it what you'd always dreamed of for your first NBA bucket? Uh, yeah, I'd say that was a crazy first 2.7, um, in my opinion. But as far as the play, the play and thought process, um, it was just pretty much a basketball play made by Gordon. Gordon drove the, uh, drove the closeout, and uh, I just ghost-cutted from the baseline and I, when, he, when he passed me the ball, I knew I was going to rise rise up. So it was just depending on what jump I'm going to do. So it was pretty crazy. But I give him credit for jumping because not a lot of people like, really jump. So he's he going to jump every time. So that's a good thing. 
a lot of rookies, their first points come at the end of a game. They'll come, you know, when the game's already decided, yours came in the middle of a very contentious game for the Hornets pretty early in the contest. Does that make it mean more to you? Yes, I say yes because um, we were down seven guys at the time, so you know um, we had a, we had a, we had the next man up mentality, like I said earlier, and uh, and we competed. I see. I think the game was pretty close the whole time, so it was pretty cool. You played twenty minutes in that game. You scored eight points in addition to the dunk. You knocked down a three. You really seemed to fold in pretty naturally to the rotation. How much credit do you give the coaching staff, both with the Hornets and with Greensboro, to help get you ready for that moment? So you were able to just plug in um a lot just watching film every day watching what the spots i'm supposed to be at watching just watching all that type of stuff it will maybe prepare for that game and uh and allow me to get better, continue to get better every day mentioned it before there there's a lot of excitement about the player you can become at some point in your career but right now you're still able to contribute what do you have as a goal day in day out in terms of you know what you want to give to this team now here in your rookie year, knowing that there might be bigger goals or a bigger role for you later on down the line. Uh, I say my goals for well, my like positioning for right now is to know my spots and uh, be out there ready to compete and play hard. We'll have more of Sam's sit down with Hornets rookie JT Thor right after this on the Hornets Hivecast, which is presented by Senta. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. Welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Senta is the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of your Charlotte Hornets. Let's get back to Sam Farber's conversation with Hornets rookie, JT Thor. JT, I want to go through your path to the NBA because it's got a lot more stops than a lot, a lot of people normally have, um, and it's a unique one. Let's, let's start with your parents. They're immigrants from South Sudan. What have they told you about when they came to America, why they came to America, and maybe what their uh, interactions with basketball, if any, were when they were coming to the U.S. Not, not too much. They came over because uh, South Sudan was was uh, was riddled with war and a lot of a lot of fighting and a lot of a lot of violence. So, so when they had a chance to get over to the to the United uh, to the United States, they took that chance and uh, luckily it happened because not many families get to come over here. Um, as far as basketball. Mom used to talk about how uh, Jordan was a favorite player because he was the most famous athlete of all time at the time. So my mom uh, knew Michael Jordan and watched a couple games on TV. So, what's it been like now to be drafted by Michael Jordan's team and and have that be something for your mom? Maybe coming a little full circle in terms of seeing him and and knowing him as the most famous player in the world, person in the world in some people's estimations at the time. To now, her son plays for his team. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because like my mom was talking about it. She she said it just like that. Like Michael Jordan, like the only basketball player that she really knew at the time, and now that he's the owner of the team that I'm on, it's pretty crazy. When did you first start to play basketball or get interested? I'll say around ten, eleven, when I first went to my sister's practice, and she told me to just try it out for a little bit, and um, I tried it, and I I, I really stinged at it. So that's what that's what really motivated me from that day on, for real. Now, we got to be specific on where you were exactly, because you were born in Omaha, Nebraska, but you moved pretty early in life to Anchorage, Alaska. What do you remember from life in Omaha? 
Uh, not really too much. I just remember me being in the house all day, just just because I can't. I didn't go to school yet, so. But I do remember me being in the house all day, watching TV. And what prompted the move to Alaska for you and your family? Um, I guess my parents got a job in the slopes. It's, it's called the Alaska Slopes, where they work on a shipping job and they get a they get good pay over there. You go to Anchorage. It's got to be a, a night and day difference between Omaha, Nebraska, landlocked, and, and then going to Alaska. Weather's different. You know, everything's different. What are your earliest memories of being in Alaska? I just remember me hanging out with my cousins all the time and just, just hanging out in the neighborhood because it's like I really, I really majority lived in two different neighborhoods, so life just been always kind of small for me at the time, so, so it was just kind of weird. You told me in previous interviews that one of the keys to living in Alaska was to embrace the cold. Tell me how cold it was. Man, it's different. It's different out there. You got to double up everything, socks, coats, <laughs> shorts under your sweats. Yeah, it's cold as hell. <laughs> you made the move in high school to Huntington Prep in West Virginia, one of the more famous you know, sports kind of prep schools uh, for, for players that age. You got to be really good to get there. What made that move possible for you coming from Alaska to a very prestigious high school basketball program? So uh, Joel Ryle, who's uh, my, my manager and my, and my uh, big brother, I like to call him a lot, um, he uh, he has he actually had a connection with the coach, with the head coach over there, Bruce. I mean, uh, Arkell Bruce, and because he used to play for Howard Poley in, in the OIBL back when he was playing, and uh, so they already had kind of a connection. So when I was coming up, he told him he told Arkell Bruce about me and told him like he's gonna be really good in the future. You should take a chance on him, and uh, that's really what happened. He took a chance on me, and that's where it began, kind of. Was that where things really started to get serious for you with basketball, going from Anchorage, Alaska, where you're a big fish in a small pond, for to, to use a metaphor, to going somewhere where you've seen a lot of players make it to major colleges, if not the NBA, from it? And uh, was that the moment where you maybe had it kind of crystallize what you wanted to, to do with your life? Uh, yeah, kind of, I'll say, because that summer before, when I was playing uh, AAU basketball in, in Virginia, I just picked up like two D1 offers, two low D1 offers, but they were, they were uh, Division One, so it was pretty crazy at the time. So everything was just happening fast. You go from Huntington Prep to Norcross, Georgia, which is another hotbed for, for athletes, football and basketball. What made that move the right one for you? Um, I'll, say, I'll say really everything. You know, my sister was, was planning to move down there. Um, the weather was much better. Um, my little brother got to go to school with me, so... So it was just everything was pretty cool down there. And then you go to college. You chose Auburn. What made Auburn the right choice? Oh, everything about it, man. The environment, the culture, Bruce Pearl. Yeah, it's everything about that war eagle. Bruce Pearl is, is definitely a legend in college basketball for several spots, including his stop at Auburn. I talked to him a little bit at Summer League and asked him about you, and he just said special. A kid that's got a chance to be really, really special. What was practice like at Auburn? Because you were not necessarily like the primary player. You had a, a really good team, um, but clearly you had impressed the coaches, and, and they uh, were a little sad to lose you. They, they were looking forward to more years with you. So being uh, COVID-riddled throughout the whole season, it was kind of difficult, the transition. We didn't even think we were going to have a season at the time. Um, and then, of course, with the with the postseason ban. So like, so it was just many obstacles that, that all of us had to embrace. And then uh, I would say as far as not being like the not the showcase player, that type of thing, that never really mattered to me. I'm just here to play basketball, doing what I love and have fun. So and as long as I got that, I was, I, was, I was good. There's a lot of players who end up being one and done in this era right now for college basketball. Some of them, it seems like 
the what they do in college doesn't even matter. They they go into it believing I'm making the move no matter what happens to me. Others, it's more of a realization based off how they performed in college, how uh, their coaches have told them they're being evaluated. What was it like for you? Did you go to Auburn thinking, I'm only going to be here one year? Or was there a realization at some point along the line that you felt you were ready to go to the NBA after just one season? Yeah, I think it came to the, I came to the realization, like, I would say, uh, I didn't make a decision to the end of the year. So, like, when I first came in, I was expecting to go to two years for real. Um, but as the season went and the season unfolded and I seen where I was positioned at, I realized that I can actually uh, go out this year and just better myself. Tell me more about how that decision process goes because I can understand if you if you know you're a lottery pick, for instance, like that's a no-brainer. Why, why wouldn't you? What were some of the factors that made the decision for you? Clearly it has worked out in your, in your favor and we're thrilled to have you here. But for you, was it based off you, where you thought you would be drafted? Was it just based off feeling you were ready to compete? Yeah, I feel like I was ready to compete and to learn new things. I just wanted to, I just wanted to learn the new the NBA game and things like that. And uh, I feel like the earlier I went, the more uh, accelerated it, it would be. So that's why I took the jump. Draft night, you're picked by the Hornets. Take me through the moment where you find out that you are going to the NBA and coming to Charlotte. Man, it feel like it didn't feel real. Like even though I've been working for this my whole life, it didn't feel real when it when it actually came in. Like when it actually materialized. So, so for it to happen, it was just so much emotion, so much. All my family was there, so it was just crazy. What do you think you would have told the little boy growing up in Omaha, Nebraska, or in Alaska, if you had to go back and say like? this moment was about to happen. What what would you tell him about what the future would have held for you? Uh, I, I'll say you're lying, but then in the back of my head, I'll believe it, though. I just wouldn't I just wouldn't show it. But I, but I would say, no, you're clearly lying to me right now. And then I was just thinking about that the whole time till now. We hope that you are enjoying Sam Farber's conversation so far with JT Thor, and we'll continue that conversation right after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. One final segment on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, powered by Senta. We still have a little bit more of Sam Farber's conversation with JT Thor, so let's welcome back in Sam and JT. JT, you arrive in Charlotte. Take me through that first day coming to the Queen City, your new home for the NBA. Uh, it was it was pretty cool, you know. Got to meet the coaching staff, got to meet some of the players. I had a uh, Kai and Book were there with me on the first day. Uh, got to meet their parents. Um, uh, it was some good food there too. The first day, I believe. Um, just wearing, just even wearing the, the teal suit that I had on, it was just pretty cool. I remember the teal suit, and you said that was coincidence, or maybe it was fate. Yeah, I, I guess it was fate. I don't know. It was crazy though. It was picked like two weeks, two, three weeks before that. So, When you were interviewing with teams or evaluating teams, trying to figure out where you might fit in, what were your thoughts on Charlotte? Uh, I love Charlotte. Uh, the workout, I had a great workout. Um, I knew a little bit about Nick Friedman uh, because he used to work out in Miami. Um, so I already had like a kind of a, like a good feel and, uh, during the workout. So it was, everything was just, was just great. 
in terms of your long-term goals, mentioned it a couple of times, a lot of people look at you and, and think, you know, as you were saying, you gain those 10 pounds, you gain a little bit more experience, and, and there could be a potential star in Charlotte and JT Thor. But for your personal long-term goals, what, is, what are you looking to achieve on your first couple of seasons here with the Hornets? First couple or just like my uh, – I'll say first couple is each year I want to see uh, drastically, drastically improvements to my game. Um, that's all I'm worried about right now. Each day, take it one day at a time. Um, yes, I want to be one of the greatest players. I want to be one of the best players one day. So that's, I'm, I'm going to hold myself to it. Something all the fans would love to see as well. For now, for your current role, you're, you're somewhere between the edge of the rotation and, and definitely a star on the, the G League team. What are your goals day to day? Is it to you know, make it tougher on JP and the coaches. I mean, we know it's a very deep team here with the Hornets, so opportunities are tough to come by for everybody. But, you know, what are your goals day-to-day here with Charlotte in terms of improving your spot in the, the pecking order? Uh, I really look at it too, as myself. I look at it as, did I get better today? Like, say, did I get a good lifting today? Did I, uh, did I get better on the court work today? And I think if I, if I worry about that, everything else unfolds. You guys are so competitive for good reason, but there's also such great camaraderie on this team. The guys you're competing with, you guys seem so close to. How do you keep that relationship while knowing you're still working for the same minutes, same shot attempts, same everything out there on the floor? Uh, just just knowing that we that we're all kind of we're all in the same boat. We're all kind of we're all brothers. That we all come from like the same. We're all in the same position right now. So, and like so, just knowing everybody's journey different, and that just makes it so much better. Everybody's in the position because they worked hard for it, and. And that's something you can't take for granted. So we just appreciate each other. And, of course, trying to push this team somewhere it hasn't been for a handful of seasons into the playoffs. What are the conversations like in the locker room in terms of that goal, getting this team where uh, they came close to being last season in the play-in tournament, but finally getting over the hump, getting into the playoffs? Um, we really just talk – we want to talk about the, that picture right now. We talk about each game or how we're going to defend these guys or how we're going to – how, what would need to change it from last game? We don't worry that we don't we don't we don't really worry about too far into that. You know, we just take it one day at a time, like how you always been. Last one for you, JT. The the thrills of that first bucket, having it at home, got so many moments ahead of you at Spectrum Center. But what are you taking away from getting to play in this NBA environment? You mentioned also, like in college, there was it was COVID times. There was a lot of games you were playing in empty arenas, and it was just a, a very surreal experience. I'm sure. To now be in full NBA buildings, to have people get so excited to see you out there on the floor and see what you can do, what's the experience been like? Uh, it's, just, it's just pretty cool, uh, especially hearing the fans just, just say my name just because they love my name and things like that. So so I feel like I'm a fan favorite already by not, without even really doing much. So it's pretty cool. Having the name of a Marvel character does help a little bit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, you, you back it up well. JT, it's, it's been great getting to know you over the season, and thank you so much for your time today. Good luck the rest of the campaign. I appreciate you. Once again, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. JT Thor is certainly another promising young rookie that Mitch Kupchak has added to this Hornets roster through the draft. And tomorrow will once again be another off day for the Hornets. But myself, Sam Farber, and Sam Purley will bring you a special New Year's edition of the HHC, providing you with 22 predictions for the year 2022. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. In the meantime, though, for JT Thor and Sam Farber, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.